I have given a very uh, frank talk to the Republicans about what it has meant to lose the election in my program. You will obey our commands. I was brutal for a reason. And the reason is because most Republicans are not very intelligent. They're not very motivated. They're a little dumb. And they need to be shaken up and they need to be awoken to the fact that they are a little dumb. Tucker Carlson, Hannity, Laura Ingram, those ilk, do not represent the typical Republican. Let's be clear. Donald Trump was no genius. Donald Trump was a bit of a dummy, a bit of an idiot. Had the social intelligence of a scorpion. He was toxic in his personality, unfaithful in his marriage. A bit of an ofashimer and frankly, a jerk. It's like a magnet. Just right over the way. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. But he did something that was very, very astute politically. And that was simply, he had the ability to connect to those people that have the perception that someone is out to take away what they have. I'll say it again. He had the unique ability to connect at an emotional level with those people who felt that there was something that someone was out to take away from them and that he would, of course, protect it. <clears throat> it might have been their job. It could have been a firearm. It could have been their religion, their freedom, their sense of security, their sense of purpose in life. doesn't matter what it was. It's irrelevant what it was because it's going to mean something different to each and every individual. He connected with that part of the most basic fears people have about loss. And what he said was, if you don't vote for me, you will suffer in some form or another loss. And he won the election. He also won the second election. The second election was not won fair and square. He received more votes across the board than Joe Biden did. We know what happened in the election. That's not what this program is all about. We know there was fraud. Joe Biden admitted there was fraud, stated that he had set up the greatest fraud organization the country has ever seen. It's on tape. Listen to it on YouTube. He admitted to it. We had put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We had put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Yeah. When I watch Republicans sit on debate stages and argue, what I see for the most part is an attempt by beleaguered people to get idiots to be fearful of loss and to say, substitute my evaluation of the possibility of you incurring that loss as fact.
You better rewind that and play that again. Because I just said something you need to get into your skull. You Democrats don't smile. I'm not done with you yet. Oh, I gave you the benefit of the doubt in the you will obey my commands program because that program is all about what the Democrats have to say to the Republicans. Now, I'm going to speak as the Republican side telling you, the Democrats, what they think of you and what's going to happen to you. You don't have it made. Now, you, you cannot sit back on your laurels and say, oh, we have it made. We control everything. Therefore, we have no reason to fear loss. Oh, yes, you do. Uh, yeah, you do have reason to be very afraid of loss. There is a very famous saying Japanese came up with after World War II, or at the start, rather, of World War II, and it was simply, fear we've wakened a sleeping dragon. Republicans are not as activist-oriented as Democrats because they tend to be morbidly obese, because they tend to be fairly affluent, they tend to occupy the middle to middle-upper classes, and to some extent the elite classes, financially. In other words, they want for nothing, so they strive for nothing. They will tell you that they believe in the common man. They will tell you they believe in bootstrapping yourself, that if you acquire an education, you acquire a skill, a trade, a craft, you can make do for yourself. You should be left alone in that process. You should be taxed to the minimal extent so you can provide the money to the community in which you live, which provides employment downstream to each and every other entity in your universe. I'll make a simple example. If you have a job, you can afford a gardener, you can afford to go out to eat, you can afford to get your pool cleaned and your car washed. If you don't have a job, none of those people in those associated industries can work for you. When the guy across the street doesn't have a job, it's multiplied. Now that same gardener who lost one person's lawn to mow, one car to wash at the car wash, one barber who doesn't see you as often now has two. And on and on and on it goes. So the more people that you employ at any level, even a minimum subsistence level, because we are a nation that lives on credit, therefore your income actually only sets your credit limit. It doesn't set your lifestyle. Most people live well beyond their means and they do not pay their bills because they have want the perception of wealth more than they want to actually be debt free. Republicans are guilty of this just as much as any other group. <clears throat> there is a reason that the Democrats feel like they have won and state that they won the election fair and square. The reason is because the Republicans could not prove the fraud. They went before Democratic-controlled judges in a Democrat-controlled process and they honestly believe there would be justice. That is naive. That is stupid. They should not have done that. But that is what Republicans do. Now, there's a reason Republicans aren't very bright. There's a reason they're not very astute. The reason they drive American cars, which are junk, Fords, Chevys, Cadillacs, they're junk. These are junk vehicles. But they buy them because there is an emotional perception that they are doing the right thing. And that the right thing is seen in the eyes of their neighbors and therefore they get the accolades for doing the right thing. 
your average Republican has an IQ of 108. It's not moron, but it's not very bright either. Average is roughly 100, and average is a very low IQ. The average Republican has an IQ of 108. The average Democrat has an IQ only slightly better of 114. So on average, they tend to be a little bit brighter. Now let me tell you why. The Democrat has to fight for everything they have because they have nothing. There is an ancient and honorable fact that I will now tell you, and that is the world is made up of two people. A have and a have not. A have has a Ford pickup F-250 with the mirror lights and the nice interior, or perceives to be a nice interior. It got the big tires on it. It got the locking differential. It bought the tow hitch. You know, all the little stupid doodads that the typical baseball cap with a beard, beer-drinking idiot buys when he goes on to a car lot in his 20s or 30s. Pays roughly $40,000 for this thing, and the first thing he does is bring it home, put it in the driveway to show all the neighbors that he is entering a different category of elitism, and he's a notch above. And he leave it in the driveway for several days and hope everybody notices it and cleans it, you know, every three hours, as it were, because it's new, it's the bright, shiny object in his life. The wife is getting old, the kids are starting to get expensive, so his wife allowed him to go purchase this thing so he'd feel better about himself and the problems that are now starting to become very real that are shortly going to drag them down into the mud financially. It's a little like the Chris Watts syndrome in Colorado, where this guy wiped out his entire family because his wife had run up credit card bills and resulted in a bankruptcy. He met Kissinger, was going to run off with Kissinger, realized the divorce from his wife was going to be further bankrupting, so he killed his wife and he killed his kids. The rest is history. In other words, he had an emotional problem. He didn't feel good about the situation he was in, so he sought to alleviate the pressure that that situation was causing and escape to something better. Chris Watts did it by killing his wife and children. Republicans do it by buying trucks, pickup trucks, expensive SUVs they can ill afford. And typically they have a little bit more money in the bank than Democrats because they tend to do better financially it's a little bit more cash in the bank they're just as far in debt they're just as unhappy in the spectrum of general life satisfaction as the democrats but they have one major drawback the democrats don't have and that is because they're not hungry because they have that pickup truck because they have tickets to the ball game, the National Basketball League, the MLB thing, or the whatever hockey. Then, in other words, they have an avenue for emotional escape vis a vis entertainment, whether that entertainment is found in pornography or religion or sports. They have an outlet. The Democrat typically cannot afford pornography baseball games, concerts. In other words, they can't afford that emotional release, that emotional outfit. Emotional outlet, they don't have. So they live day after day after day in a hopeless situation. And that's what's better known as the have-nots. There's the haves and there's the have-nots. That is all there is in the world. You either are a have or you are a have-not. 
Enter the internet. Somebody comes along and says, you can have on your hip a telephone, a device, a tablet, a thing that will give you all the information about the world around you at your fingertips. You can go home and get it on a screen. You can go home and get it. You walk out of your home with a phone. It's all right there for you. Do you know what drives the internet and its technology? One word, pornography. All of the major advances, the 5G, 8G, 12G, all of that is driven by the porno industry because they demand ever-increasing bandwidth to stream pornography into the skulls of mush that subscribe to this stuff. And we're not talking about people who just use it as a marital aid, as it were, as casual entertainment now and again. We're talking about hardcore addicted people who live their life so they can view a screen of other people having sex for money. Pornography. Hour after hour, day after day. That's what drives the internet. So the internet exploded, and with that explosion came an enormous amount of bandwidth that could be used by anybody to stream other things, like the news, like Fox, like CNN, NBC, MSNBC, the BBC, you name it. And what you did was you made available what it was that the haves have and that the have-nots do not have, and they could see it. You see, if you live in South Central Chicago, or you live in a ghetto somewhere, if you want to see what the haves have, you have to drive to where the haves are and look at the stuff they've got. Generally speaking, you can't do that because you can't afford the bus fare, and you really don't want to take the time because you're not that motivated to get up out of your chair at 103rd and Avalon Street in Los Angeles, get on a bus drive to Calabasas and go look at Kim Kardashian's house and then think to yourself, wow, she has a lot of nice things that I will never have. I am a have not and she is a have. Get back on the bus and go all the way back down to South Central Los Angeles. That adventure, by the way, would probably take you about nine hours to complete just to go from one city to the other if you don't have a car. In other words, if you want to do the simplest thing to procure and obtain information to educate yourself, to view what other people may have, to look at the way, say, Caitlyn Jenner lives, to look at the way, more on that because of the, the political issue that this person now raises about wanting to be governor of a failed state, i.e. that being California. If you wanted to get that information, it was not at your fingertips. Therefore, the consequences to your idea of wanting to get the information and act on it in any way was not immediate. Now, let's talk about gun control because it factors into this. Do you know why there's a waiting list when you purchase handgun? Some of these states, you know the reason? It's called the cooling off period. In a moment of rage, you are inclined to go down, buy a firearm, take that firearm in your hip, and go do something atrocious with it. So to prevent that, they want you to cool off for whatever it is, 10 days or whatever, and then 10 days later, you can go back and buy your firearm. Well, they didn't do the same thing with the internet, now did they? They didn't say, the news you're viewing here now on CNN is 10 days old. They don't say that. They will stream things in real time. 
And as I have said before so oft, and I will continue to say it is my mantra, the only thing that you are being presented with is that which generates in you a visceral emotional reaction such that the people who are presenting it to you will benefit financially from your emotional reaction. That is all advertising, all television programming. And that's why the only voice on the internet that you can trust by vis-a-vis podcast, as it were, because I don't do video, is mine. Why? Because I don't sell you anything. I don't make money when you click on my podcast. I don't get likes. Nobody gives me cash. I get absolutely nothing. I don't even know if you're listening. I have no way of knowing how many people even listen to my podcast. I know they do, but I I have no idea who they are, where they are, how they are, what countries they're from, how many they're, no clue, absolutely none. Don't want to know, don't need to know, because I do not gain emotional satisfaction from anything you do, and I do not gain financially from anything you do. There is nothing you can do that I gain from, nothing. Can you say that about CNN, Fox? MSNBC, the BBC. No, they all have advertisers. And those advertisers know for a fact that if you watch their advertising at a subconscious level, even if you're out of the room, you have recorded their information in your brain. I don't want to diver- I don't want to diverge as it were into the psychological aspects of advertising, but understand it is a hard and fast science, so much so that in many broadcasts, there are subliminal messages being played at frequencies that your ears don't readily detect. You may hear a hiss, you may hear a whine, you may hear some kind of buzz or a hum. The reality is it is a coded message that your brain actually does hear with English or Spanish or Chinese words that your brain is able to dissect and hear and act on and put into your subconscious. They are there. For many years, stores used to play soundtracks under the music in the store that would say things like, do not steal, be a good person, be nice to our staff over and over and over again. And they proved with hard and fast numbers that stores that played these sub-audible sounds, these sub-audible recordings, had fewer loss rates. They didn't have as much shoplifting. They didn't have as as many altercations with customers. Oh, it's a fact. It works. Your brain can be programmed. And it is being programmed every time you listen to a commercially broadcast sound. Whether it's a rock and roll station, whether it's a talk radio station, I, I doubt seriously you could do it within a podcast because most podcasters at the, at the commercial level don't have the kind of equipment that it takes to do this because it is very sophisticated stuff that it takes to get that kind of um, subaudible programming into someone's head. Certain frequencies has to be used, has to be done to certain volume levels, all kinds of things come into play. So it's out of reach for the common jo- common fool, common joker, but not for the companies. So when you turn on a television program and you don't turn down the commercial, understand they pump the volume up. Never seen in a commercial, whatever program you're watching, the commercial comes on at three times the volume. That is so you hear it in case you got up and walked away. So that it overrides any conversation that you are having. 
So you may turn to someone and say, oh, gee, that was a funny scene in that movie, wasn't it? Hardy, har, har, har. The reality is your ears are picking up, you need to buy this soap because it's the greatest soap there is. Now, that may be a commercial for soap, but it may also have a subaudible programming uh, track in it that says something like, vote for Joe Biden. He's the best choice. You will feel good about yourself. Vote for Joe Biden. You will accept a tax increase and you will like it. You will accept your children being educated in alternative lifestyles by someone who is transgender or transsexual. You will accept it. You will like it. You think these things aren't present? Think again. More on that later. I will do a program on subliminal programming in the commercial um, audio industry and television radio stations. That's for future tense. Point is, with the explosion of the internet came the ability to put this kind of programming in people's heads. You'd be shocked who does it. Be shocked how prevalent it is. I'm also going to teach you how to detect it. In that program, I will go at length as to how you can actually detect and hear what it is they're telling you that you're not supposed to hear. The point is the technology spawned, as it were, by pornography has allowed the have-nots to know what they don't have. Do you think Antifa is made up of middle-aged professionals in their 30s and 40s with families and responsibilities and mortgages and car payments? Of course not. It's made up of 20-something nothings with absolutely no education who, with the power of groupthink and group emotional support, usually from an obese female studies have been done about this it's absolutely fascinating the males which are predominantly beta males these are guys if they applied to the army the marine corps any of the armed forces would get turned down because they don't have the fighting spirit they're just weak almost effeminate in their build effeminate in their thinking and they are supported in large measure by very unattractive obese females And the female tends to do most of the talking. The female tends to do the aggression role that is supported by the skinny little nothing male in whatever situation they find themselves. It will be the female who screams at the cop and behind the obese, ugly female will be some skinny little guy in a helmet with a backpack on encouraging her to do more of this. By the way, when the handcuffs or the twist flex cuffs come out and the police start pursuing Antifa, it is the male that runs first, not the female. Do you think the members of Antifa are people who have? Answer, no, they don't. What are they? These are people who have figured out vis-a-vis the internet, their cell phone, their connectivity on their computer at home, the ads on TV, the raps, rappers, as it were, everybody else who's flashing the cash, who's saying, look at my diamond rings. I'm rapper McVee and I've got my diamond rings and my beautiful model girls behind me and my Cadillac Escalade. I have all these things and you have nothing. You're pathetic and weak, but I have everything. Oh, I'm this professional sports star. I have this. I have that. The big home in Malibu, Calabasas, Topanga Canyon. 
I have all the trappings of success. I am not one of you. I am better than you are. Not realizing that when you do that, all you do is anger those that have not into action to take away what they have not from the haves. And this freedom of the internet, Facebook, Bookface, Twitter, Twitter, Penmarina, all the Insta, something, Fugahaber, whatever, all that does is allow you to convey emotions from one person to another in real time. Enter the Chinese Communist government, the Russians and others who seek, like North Korea, to get people to stand in one line, the line they want, and think one way, the way they want. What is the first thing they cut out? Bingo. The internet. They censor it. Now, why do they do that? Well, it's because they're bad people, Dr. 50 died. No, that's not the reason. They are people who seek to maintain the status quo of control over other people. And you can't do that if you have the free flow of information and visual imagery. Do you want to suppress the riots in Portland and Seattle and the autonomous zones? More on that stupidity later. Then stop broadcasting it, Fox, in real time. Because these punks will have no outlet. No one will know they're there. No one will be watching them. The George Soroses of the world and the whoever else is funding them. And someone's paying for it. You think these kids can afford a $300 helmet, a $75 backpack, a $150 pair of black Nikes, and the professional-grade signs they're carrying with the professional-grade printing? It's one thing for some kid to show up with a bicycle helmet on and a cardboard sign written in Sharpie marker. It's quite another when they pull up a U-Haul trailer full of professionally prepared, manufactured signs and banners. Somebody paid for that. Somebody paid for the truck. Someone paid for the signs. And that's big money coming from corporate sponsors. Anonymously. Now... What kind of idiot country that wants to maintain control of its people can allow you to have the freedom of flow of information? You go over to China, you think you're going to be able to watch CNN? You're going to be able to watch Fox or the BBC? You're not going to watch anything but Chinese communist programming. Because if you live in China and you see what it is you don't have... You're not going to be happy with the Chinese government at all. And there's a billion of you and very few of them. So they turn on you and they have your neighbor watch your neighbor and everybody spies on everybody else. In return, they get little favors, a little bit of money here, an extra better apartment over here, a little because they control everything. It's all through central planning. Where you live, you don't make that decision. What you do, you don't make that decision. They do. People enjoy power and they never relinquish it unless it is by force taken away from them. I will say this again. Get this in your skull. People never, ever disparage of gaining and maintaining power over another human being, nor do they ever give it up unless it is by force. Do you think that there's something that the Chinese Communist government is going to attain? Some level of 
intellectual knowledge. Something is going to occur in the Chinese system that they suddenly will say, okay, well, it wasn't okay yesterday, but it is okay today to let you have the internet and a full breadth of the content thereof. Go for it. Let me tell you what would happen with regards to Hong Kong, Taiwan, North Korea. They would simply cease to exist. If the people in North Korea had access to the full-on internet and you walk up and hand these rice paddy farmers an internet phone once you teach them how to use it because they probably can't read, not their fault. Who's going to, why would you educate people to take, to take you down? Why would you say to people, we want you all to go to college and become smart so that you know what we're doing to you? Stop there. For you who are perceptive, I just said something that made you sit up and pay attention didn't I? Why would I educate you to be smarter than me so you can topple me? So how does that reflect on black people? How does that? Yeah. Oh, ouch. That hurt. The Democrat Communist Party has put forward on the internet through their media outlets the idea that black people, non-white people, just call it non-white people in general, are in crisis for the lack of education, which would give them the leg up economically so that they would become a have and no longer be a have-not. Since you know what the haves have, and you know that you want it, we, the Democrats, are going to get it for you. And we're going to get it for you, this crisis that the white people have created by holding you back, by keeping their knee on your neck and holding you down. We're going to alleviate that crisis for you. And we're going to open the doors. We're going to open the ceiling and let you climb as high as your desires will take you. But they know something about you that you're unwilling to admit to yourself. You don't really want to climb at all. It's not what you want. What you want is a free ride. What you want is to continue to be lazy. But you would really like, more than anything, to lose the fear that the status quo that allows you to live your life in lassitude and unaccomplishment will be threatened. What the hell does that mean, Dr. 59? That went right over my head. Yeah, I know it did. Why would you, having received a government check and able to pay your rent and buy your whatever that you're eating your TV dinner and watching your football game or your basketball game, by the way, turn that shit off immediately. Are you watching an NFL game? Turn it off and never turn it back on. You're being used. You're watching a basketball with, what's his name, LeBron, Byron, whatever, and his jackass comments about the tragic shooting of the teenage girl that was attacking another teenage girl with a knife. Cop shows up and shoots the one with the knife, and he makes some, I can't even remember, it's some jackass comment about it. And by the way, had the cop not acted and the girl gotten stabbed and died, he would have said, well, see, the cops don't care about us. So either either the white, either the cop is bad for taking an action or he's worse for not taking action. So grow up, get a life, or as Donald Trump says, go bounce your basketball, dumbass. And by the way, he didn't say it that way, but that's exactly what he said. 
Go play with your ball, jackass, and leave the real world to the people who have to live in it because you're not part of it. I don't remember the guy's name. Some whatever basketball idiot. It says something about our world. It says something about our country when you pay an idiot who bounces a ball and throws it into a hoop millions of dollars and you pay a teacher $45,000 a year who potentially can affect the lives of God knows how many people for the greater good. Think about that for a minute. There's a preacher many, many years ago, a fellow named W. Eugene Scott, and he said something very, very insightful in this regard. And he said simply, if you want to cure the, what ills the American education system, then you have to pay teachers what you pay Mick Jagger. If you paid teachers what you pay Mick Jagger, you wouldn't have an education problem in this country. But you don't, so you do. Bottom line to all of this is that you have access to information and the access to information is a way for them to tell you that you are suffering from something that only they can cure you of. I pound on this point because you idiot Republicans tend to make emotionally immature decisions. You don't think it through. So Donald Trump became president. Donald Trump is an idiot. A complete jackass. In every respect. There is absolutely nothing about his mental process, his decision making, his ability to speak to a group that is in any way significant or different from anybody else. A five-year-old properly instructed could do what he does. He has no unique ideas. He has no special anything. The one thing he's got is a fish hook in your jaw. That's right. He lowered, he baited a hook, he lowered it in the water, and he said, here, fishy, fishy, bite this. And you did. A lot of it, by the way, had to do with the pretty wife. If he'd had an ugly, morbidly obese woman by his side, he would never have won the election. Oh, Dr. Fifty Nine, that's just ridiculous. We loved Donald Trump. Melania had nothing to do with it. Yes, she did. Because the picture of her alongside him is what most younger American males strive for. The only reason they buy the trucks, the only reason they buy the Levi jeans instead of the Costco jeans, the only reason that most American men do anything is because they're trying to attract an attractive female to them. There, your secret is out. Now, I want you to look at your girlfriend and say it isn't so. American men can only get the level of an attractiveness of a woman that their wallet can afford them. If they're broke, they get ugly women. If they're rich, they get good-looking women. Look at the sports teams. That's just got to do with Donald Trump. Pay attention. I'm talking to you. All of this ties back to everything I'm saying. I will buck and weave where I go. You follow my logic, you will learn something. Don't ever question where I take you in a conversation. It will always lead to the same destination. How I get there is my business. You are here to listen. You are here to follow. What's that got to do with winning the election? If she was morbidly obese, would you have voted for Donald Trump? Do not lie to me. 
Don't lie to me. Don't sit there and say, well, yes, I would have because Donald Trump had best ideas. I don't care about his fat bitch wife. You were hoping against hope you'd see Melania in a bikini. You were hoping against hope that she would be more of a stage presence in a mini skirt and a plunging top every time Trump came to a rally. Oh, you're going to have a few of the the eunuchs, as I call them, who don't really care that pretty little Melania is this and that, and he's got some handsome sons, and they have the pretty wives. Rich men do not hook up, marry, hang out with ugly, fat women. What do you think the likelihood is that Donald Trump would have hooked up, forget ideologies for a minute, would have hooked up with that broad over in Georgia. Yeah, that one. You know who I'm talking about. Can you see them together as a couple? And then can you see him winning the election with someone like that by his side? Here's my wife, 780 pounds and five foot three. You think that Barack Obama would have won two terms as president if Michelle had been ugly? Now, he needed a taller, attractive female by his side in order to pull it off. It had a lot to do with it. You may not admit it openly, but it has a lot to do with it. And you males in the Trump party, let me tell you something. It's a lot of what motivates you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being honest with your motivations. Just understand they're there. And just understand that they are the tools and the hooks from which you are being manipulated. The Democrats have always been a party of ugly women. The Democrats have always been the party of ugly women. Stacey Abrams, Mr. Producers, just wrote a card to hold it up to the window in the engineering room there. But Stacey Abrams is who I'm thinking of. You imagine Donald Trump, his arm around Stacey Abrams as his wife. Even if she were a right-thinking Republican. Can you see him winning the office at that point? Come on, be honest. Don't lie to me. No, of course not. Absolutely not. Men have the power in this country. Most of it's centralized within white males. And the richer the white male, the better looking female he can acquire. Have you ever seen a rich white male with an ugly black female? Tick tock, tick. I'm waiting, waiting for the answer. Of course not. Of course not. The more money you have, the better looking woman you can get. And when a guy goes from being a lower class to middle class, middle class to upper class, and typically when you see the income change dramatically higher, they will dump the wife and get something better. Whatever their proclivities are. Taller, skinnier, younger. In some way, if you look at the photos, they will graduate to better looking women as their income goes up. What's that got to do with the Republican Party? I don't understand. I'm lost. Good. Stay lost. Because the point to the Republicans is you are satisfied with what you have because you don't actually believe that it will be taken away from you. You don't actually believe that the Democrats are doing what I said they're doing in the You Will Obey Our Commands program. You think it's satirical. You think I'm kidding. You think it's a joke. It's not. It is happening in real time. And not because Fox says so. Not because 
Tucker Carlson did an expose on whatever. They are teaching your children in the public schools to hate you if you are white. Go back and listen to that program. And I present that program in exactly the tone and volume and demeanor with which they think of you. A lot more to that program than meets the eye. If you're really listening to it, you are getting a message as if it were spoken to by the very people that hate you to the core. Now, do you know why they hate you to the core? What the reason is the Democrats have for absolutely despising your very existence? Because the thing that you have that they will never have, they can never attain because money can't purchase it. And that is power. They can usurp power by taking the roles that create power, Congress, congressional seats, senatorial seats, city council seats, teaching positions, but they can't get it by virtue of the fact of who they are. So they have to usurp it. And that means they have to work hard for it. So while you were sitting there watching a major league baseball game and some jackass running around four pillows in his pajamas having hit a little white ball with a stick, a woohoo, that's just great. What a use of life that is. They were busy figuring out how to win the local city council election. You weren't. Because you're too damn comfortable. You're too damn dumb to see it coming. You were told, Republican, you were told that there was going to be election fraud in this election. What did you do about it? Nothing. You did nothing. Nothing. Instead, you had a boat. A huge high-status artifact, by the way. If you own a boat and a trailer in your garage, well, hell, you're going to have a pretty wife. Uh, therefore, you'll create pretty children. You'll create pretty people that will be around you. And that prettiness creates wealth that is far and above more valuable to you emotionally than actual money in your pocket. Never mind you're still making payments on the boat. You don't actually own it. And the trailer it's on and the maintenance is too expensive. And the car you needed, the truck you needed to pull that damn thing down the freeway at four miles per gallon and on and on and on the expenses go nobody sees that they just see pretty bikini clad wife on the bow and they say wow george has it made you're living that life while the democrat who's sitting in a one bedroom or studio apartment with cockroaches running across their bare feet are sitting with a bare light bulb in the ceiling saying how can i get control of George's life. Oh, I'll do it by putting my people in the judgeships. I'll be doing it by putting my people in the city council and I will pass laws that will outlaw everything George loves. We'll tax the boat. We'll tax the gas. We'll tax the registration. We will tax everything that other people enjoy that I don't have out of existence. And it doesn't affect me because those are not taxes I pay. I don't have anything. I'm a have not. What do you think? What do you think the Antifa soldiers, the, the warriors, as it were, of the Biden administration, what do you think they have to lose by any law that the Supreme Court would pass? How can you lose when you don't have anything? You're a have not. Therefore, anything that you ever acquire is gain. Well, because you have not, you're pissed. 
you're really pissed off. You are so pissed off, you can feel it. It's seething under your skin. You are pissed off that that guy up the road has a boat, and he's got a truck, and he's pulling it down the freeway, and his wife is wearing a halter top, and she's got D cups, and you're stuck with some ugly pig girl who's sitting on a sofa drawing a marks a lot marker on a piece of cardboard that says stop little piggies defund police and she's ugly and she's fat and you want something better now because you don't have it you're gonna take everything away from that guy up there in the hill that's got it all it boils down just that simple, folks. This is a basic emotional equation. You have what I want, and I don't have it, and I'm never going to get it, so I'm going to see to it it gets taken away from you. So what I'm going to do is elect all the people that will do my bidding that will piss you off and see to it that everything you have gets taken away from you because it has no effect on me. Oh, hell, they're cutting me checks. They're cutting me an extra $500 a month and unemployment benefits not to work in your shop. Right now, there are businesses out there owned by Republicans, and the number one problem they have is getting people to work for them because the Democrats have loaded up the unemployment system in most states to where it is now more profitable to have people not working than to work. You think that's an accident? Do you think that was a side effect of the pandemic? I'll do a pandemic program down the road. By the way, there was a conspiracy regarding the pandemic, and it continues to this day. But it's not the one you think it is. No, 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 don't go there with the, yeah, the Chinese, the, the monkey meat and the, the, the meat. Mar That's not where I'm going to go with that program. You have no idea where I'm going with that. But yes, there is a conspiracy. So while the ugly girl is riding on the piece of cardboard, defund the police, who does that hurt? In her mind, that ugly fat pig of a girl who has nothing but her skinny little boyfriend who they smoke pot together in the little studio apartment with the bare bulb hanging out of the ceiling. Thinking that at this age and for this type of lifestyle they're living and the support they get from their friends and their colleagues this is a good use of their life because after all it's all about fairness see it's unfair that you have the boat the trailer the truck and the home on the hill and that they have nothing it's unfair that you have that and they have nothing doesn't matter that you went to school got a job got a profession have a skill get a professional wage paycheck given to you on a regular basis and that you worked hard for the things that you have that is irrelevant that does not factor into the equation it doesn't matter what you did to better your life. The fact is you live a better life than they do and they want a piece of it. And if you're unwilling to give it to them, they're going to take it. And they're going to take it through the very people that control everyone's life. And that is the government. And they were able to do that and they warned you that they were going to do that and you did nothing about it. The lawyers that were trying to remedy the voter fraud that occurred in Georgia and these other states, Arizona, were the most incompetent babble of stooges I've ever seen. Not one of them was competent. 
Not one of them presented a case that any judge, whether they have a left-leaning bent or a right-leaning bent, could seriously look at and say, you know what, there's something to this. Let's investigate and let's get to the bottom of it. Never mind the fact that there's videotapes of them pulling boxes out from under tables at 3 o'clock in the morning when they've chased everybody home so that they can't be audited and putting the, the Biden ballots into the machines over and over and over again. Never mind the fraud regarding the voting machines. Never mind all the fraud that occurred. They did not present the case because they were not prepared because they didn't actually believe the Democrats would go that far, that they were prepared to lie and cheat. Let me pound this into your head. The enemy Republican that you are facing, the enemy that you are facing will do whatever is required to defeat you. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. They will cut the tires on your car. They will cut the rope that holds your American or Trump flag in your yard up on the pole. They will vandalize your house. They will spit on your children. They will get rid your children out of schools. They will make you lose your job. They will play dirty. And until you decide to play dirty, they're going to get away with it. Now, how are you going to play dirty? How would you stop them from doing what they're doing? Oh, I don't know. How about you enforce the law? How about you file lawsuits against teachers that expel students out of school because they wore a Trump t-shirt? How about the fact that if the student is asked, does daddy watch Fox News? And by the way, I'm getting this story and you've heard this before where I've said this in another broadcast about children being asked what their people are, their, their parents are watching on TV. I know a couple that whose children are being asked this in the public schools. Why are your kids in public school to be indoctrinated with that sewage? The racial theories, the 1619 project, and all that garbage that's being dumped into their heads. Let me, let me try as best I can, Republican, to get something in your head when it comes to the education of your children. It's about reading and writing and arithmetic. Stop. Stop. Stop sending your school, your kids to a school that has a great program in cultural sensitivity. Oh, they've won awards in their theater arts program. That isn't going to help your kid make a living. Got it? Get it? Good. You let the Democrats send their kids to the public school and learn about race theory and 1619 and the horrors of white people. Let them get indoctrinated with their garbage. Sewage in, sewage out. Let them eat the sewage. You take your kids out of public schools and you put them in private schools or you homeschool them if you have the skills or you get neighbors who do and you start your own private school that teach three things. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. In other words, return to the basics of skill building so that when they take the standardized test, when they take that admissions test, that ASFAB, that military entrance exam, whatever exam in life that they're going to be tested for to be a professional in whatever field they choose to go into, they have a great preparation and a, a base opportunity for success they otherwise aren't going to have the, the, the kid who goes to public school and learns about race theory isn't prepared to pass the math portion of the computer programming test to get into mit 
Here's an example. Your kid wants to go to MIT and get a doctorate in, say, computer science. To do that, they're going to have to be a pretty good thinker. They're going to have to have a good brain for math and computers. Duh. Now, where are they going to get that? From a public school that taught them race theory and how to hate white people? Yeah, you do that. You send your kids to a public school and then tell them to go to MIT and apply. It's the reason that other people in other cultures succeed at schools like that because they knuckle down and do the homework. 13-year-old boy was shot in an alley. Not sure where. I want to say Chicago. This is recent last few weeks. By the cop had some kind of a gun or whatever, and he threw it on the ground at the moment he was shot. There's this big furor about killing children, and there's all that nonsense. Okay, so cop, kid's got a gun. Cop sees the kid with a gun. Three o'clock in the morning, he's a 13-year-old kid. Cop shoots the kid, but the kid is at that point dropped the gun. It all happened in the same sequence of like a second and a half. And nobody is asking... Where were the parents of the 13-year-old and why was the 13-year-old out at 3 o'clock in the morning with a firearm? You see, no one's asking that question. Then why wasn't that 13-year-old home in bed getting ready for school the next day versus some people in other cultures who are home in bed getting ready for school the next day? And the difference is that at 8 o'clock in the morning, they're going to be in a classroom heads down, sleeves rolled up, pencil or pen in hand, doing the work to prepare themselves for the rest of their lives. And that 13-year-old who was out at 3 o'clock in the morning with the gun is home sleeping. While the mother or the sometimes father, whoever that might be that week, is crashed on the sofa under the influence of some kind of likely narcotic or beverage. Leave it at that. They say, well, now that's just being stereotypical. Yeah, well, you know what? Guess what? All cultures fall into a given stereotype because they have a commonality of behavior. And that is the discussion between black, white, and Asian nobody wants to have. Everybody is willing to admit that Asians do well in school. But has anybody talked about why? Because they get the living crap beat out of them if they don't. It's that simple. If you are a Japanese, Chinese, doesn't matter doesn't matter you're in the asiatic races you know exactly what i'm talking about you're laughing your ass off right now you got your asian card out going yep this is my asian card i'm an asian you're damn right i can do basic math maybe i sucked at it maybe i hated it but god damn it i can do math and the reason i can do math is because if i didn't study math on the weekends my mother beat the living shit out of me followed by my father who kicked the living shit out of me so i did well in math do other cultures put the emphasis on their children to do well in their studies? Study the demographics on who does well in school and who doesn't and the reasons. And it's not because they're innately dumb or they're innately smart. There's nothing smarter about one race of child versus another. When it comes to the basic intellect, all human beings are essentially the same apart from people who are mentally diseased, such as Asperger's or Down syndrome. Leave those folks alone. They, they, don't, they don't factor into it. They don't go to the same schools you do. They don't, they, their brains cannot process information the way the normal persons can't. They have a unique issue, and it's physical, and it manifests, and they have to be dealt with at a completely different level. But in general, the vast majority of humanity is not mentally diseased. They have the same abilities. 
The question is, do they get the same opportunity? Do they knuckle down and do the work? Are you telling me that there's a kid in a high school in South Chicago and one in Beverly Hills where the algebra is different? So you're both taking Algebra 101 and one high school's in Chicago and one's in Beverly Hills. The math is different? No, the motivation is different. That's the difference. And that motivation is cultural. And when it comes to Asians, they're highly motivated. Because if they don't, they'll get the living crap kicked out of them. Does that got to do with Republicans? Because Republicans aren't motivated. You're comfortable. You have. Therefore, you don't perceive loss. You don't perceive that you need to gain anything more. You're not climbing the rungs of the ladder of success. You think you've attained it. And you think a constitution and a bill of rights and the laws and the this and the that and the fail-safe mechanisms of government and federal trumping state and state trumping local is all going to protect what you have. The Democrats have proven it won't. You're about to become a 51-state union. Do you know that? America is about to get its 51st state. Do you know why? The typical Antifa hoodlum on the street, one of Biden's foot soldiers, they know why. Do you? Oh, let me explain it to you. Because if D.C. becomes a state, they pick up two seats in the government, both of which Democratic. So what is the likelihood that you will ever get anything passed if you are a Republican thereafter? Zero. Zero. Do you know why Joe Biden wants to pack the Supreme Court with more Supreme Court justices? Because he's going to appoint ultra-liberals, usually from something like the Ninth Circuit, that are going to vote in favor of legislation that leans left. Well, Second Amendment says you get to own a firearm. and No, you don't. We say no. We're the Supreme Court. I have said this in previous programs. I'll say it again. How close do you think we are from eliminating the Supreme Court and having Sharia law? Now, I want you to think about that. Just let that think in. Let that, let that stew in your brain. So how could you have Sharia law? We're not Islamic. But we could be. And how far from Islam are we? So let's do some math. <clears throat> a terrorist who was in Gitmo a few years back, he was interviewed. And he was laughing at the interviewer. And the interviewer said, how, what makes you think you could take over the world? And the terrorist said, we have, on average, four wives. We have, on average, four children per wife. That means every Islamic male produces a minimum of 16 offspring, all of which Islamic. Now, let's take those numbers and put them in America. Pick any American city and decide to propagate like bunnies in that manner and do the math. How many generations do you think it will take before everybody from the city council all the way to the governor, the congressional seat, the Senate seats are Islamic? Once you change the demographics of the seats of power within a given system, it becomes that system. If you seed Islamic folk into the Ilian Omar seats through Congress into the Senate and the presidency, and therefore vacancies are filled by Islamic people, you end up with a Supreme Court of mullahs.
Well, it won't happen tomorrow. It'll happen over a span of generations. But it will happen. The mayor of London is Islamic. Does that shock you? Mayor of London is Islamic. What does that tell you about the demographic of the people in, albeit, London? Could that have happened post-World War II? Could that have happened back in the 40s, the 50s? Hell no. You had the right prim and proper aged, stiff upper lip white people all over London. What do you mean the, the Islamics are going to take over? It can't happen. Well, as of today, the mayor of London is Islamic. So how far are they going? Are they from in Sharia law? How far do you think the United States is from Sharia law? And if you want to see how radical it is, listen to Ilian Omar. Listen to what comes out of her mouth. Side note, free of charge, no tip required. Do you know what happens if the United States doesn't defend Israel? Do you know what happens if the United States doesn't defend Israel? Iran is very busy right now building a nuclear weapon. They will be completely successful in doing so, and they are doing so with the help of the Biden administration. That's a fact. Sorry, that's a fact. Once they have tested it, once the instruments in Israel and surrounding territories, the satellite imagery comes back and it's determined that a nuclear device has been detonated in Iranian soil and has actually worked. If we don't act immediately, guess who will? It depends on who our president is as to whether or not we react when that happens. And it will happen. It is going to happen. Israel will. Because they have something to lose. What's that got to do with the discussion we're having? I don't understand. I'm lost. Get a clue. People only act before they, when they suffer loss, not before. Israel could stop the manufacture of a nuclear weapon in Iran right now. Tonight, they could do so. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it because they don't want to be striding out in the world stage, having been accused of doing something as a preemptive strike. They are not going to destroy the ability of Iran to make a nuclear weapon. They will restore, they will destroy the ability of Iran to create one. You'll get the plutonium, you'll get the casing, you'll get the math, the science, and all the rest of it together. And at that point, if you make it and you show us that you have it, then they're going to blow it up. They have no choice or their survival will be in doubt. And believe me, the Iranians will use it in multivariate ways. Did the Republicans see what was coming in this election? Did they see what was being built? The fraud and act on it? No, they complained about it. They bitched about it, but they didn't do anything about it. And when it surfaced and they lost the election, you idiot Republicans stood around and went, let's go before the liberal judges. They will help us because it's the right thing to do. I will close the program with this thought. Republicans, you are not facing an enemy that gives a shit about how you feel. They don't give a shit about anything except their own ability to get you to sit down and shut up and be fearful of loss in the face of what they're doing. 
They do control the police departments everywhere. They do control whether or not you ever get or are able to keep a firearm, a driver's license, or your job. And you let that happen. You let that happen. That's on you. And they will take all of it away. Cancel culture is alive and well. And no, the five and Gutfeld on Fox. Look, these are talking heads on TV that have a lot of money and live a privileged life. You think they care about your Ford truck and whether or not you're going to take your nine-year-old to the Major League Baseball game with his mitt on hoping you catch a fly ball? You think Gutfeld gives a crap? He doesn't know about your life. He doesn't care about your life. He knows what he has to say into that camera each and every time it comes on, the red light comes on it, to get you to react emotionally, to stay tuned so that they can see that there's a counter, that they can sell more advertising to make him money. That's what they care about. Meanwhile, your rights are being chewed away. Your ability to protect yourself is being eroded. And the reason they are going to take the laws away and release criminals into the streets and not prosecute criminals is because where there is chaos, they move in to seize control. Oh, we gave them everything they wanted. We let them riot and have autonomous zones and it just didn't work out. And so we had to move in and get control. So it goes from, oh, let's all sing kumbaya. Let's all join hands at the George Floyd Memorial. Oh, oh, oh it's so sad what happened. Oh, boo, 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 boo. oh, kumbaya. And then a window breaks and a cop doesn't do anything. And a Molotov cocktail is thrown and the cop doesn't do anything because the mayor says, oh, no, you can't do anything. They're mourning. They're mourning the tragedy of the loss of George Floyd. No, what happened to George Floyd was atrocious. No doubt about it. Chauvin is getting his just desserts. Yes, Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. There is no doubt about it. He killed him. He did it deliberately. It wasn't by accident. It wasn't by malfeasance. He conducted premeditated murder of that man for whatever reason. We only know. Eventually, he'll probably write a book from prison and explain his thinking. But the point is they will exploit that crisis of humanity and they will allow it to escalate into a condition in which they then have to seize control. And that control can't just be the people who are the ones that are actually exacerbating it at the moment. The control will be statewide. All uh, shots were fired at the whatever memorial. And during this, uh, therefore, nobody can have a gun. Nobody. Oh, and uh, you can't have this and you can't do that because you see now we, we, we gave you that. We took that away. I want you to see what's going to happen now around the nation's capital. See, as I said before, you idiotic Trump supporters decided to rampage and run through the state capital or nation's capital and do stupid shit. Idiotic, stupid shit that served no purpose. And people got killed. I'd like to see you try it again. Yeah, you just go there and try it again. In other words, they're going to punish the many for the actions of the few. And that's how the Democrats get control. You get comfortable and don't vote. You get comfortable and don't act. 
They seize power over you. They allow crises to develop. Once the crises gets fully developed, they seize control over everybody to stop the crisis they let unfold. Do you think they don't know what Antifa is doing? You think this is what's going on in Seattle and Portland with the autonomous zones? You think that's a surprise? They are cultivating that so that once it really cuts loose and really gets ugly, they can seize control of the entire state, of the entire process. Meanwhile, they work behind the scenes and they allow illegal immigrants to come in and undermine the workforce. Because if they can keep your wages down, they can keep control over you. They can't control rich people. They can only control the lower to middle classes. They can't control rich people. They can only control the lower to middle classes. So by having an influx of cheap labor, they keep wages down. By having Hindus come over from India and take over all of the IT jobs at one third of the wages that Americans make, they maintain control of the middle classes by wiping out the entire IT sector. I defy you to go to any company and find non-Indians in the IT department. Ready, set, go. Waiting. Tell me what company doesn't have Hindus in the IT department. Indians. Come on, waiting. Oh, they might be pleasant people. They might be very soft-spoken. By the way, most of them are assholes. Most of the male Indians that are brought over on the H-1B visa program are conceited assholes. You do not want to work with or for them. Believe me, you don't. And they make shit wages. And they send all the money back home. But the point is, they've taken your job. You are making $125,000 a year or more as a programmer writing JavaScript for whatever for some bank. Guess what? They can outsource that to India and get it done for $50,000. Same code. Works the same way. CFO looks good. CEO looks good. Stock price goes up. Expenses go down. And you lose power because you've lost money. This has been going on around you for decades, but you don't care because you have. You're one of the haves. It hasn't affected your boat. It hasn't affected your trailer. You still got a gardener. The wife is still happy. She's not looking around. But as you undermine the workforce by bringing in cheap labor, whether it's at the manual trades or coming over the border or coming in on the H-1B visa program, whichever way you let them come in, you undermine this country's ability to form an upper to upper middle class out of people who have, and you expand that proletariat base of have-nots with the belief that if you have not, you'll vote for the people that let you Start at the bottom of the rung of the ladder as a worker or start at the, bung, the, the, the bottom of the ladder in the first rung to climb into the upper middle classes, as it were, if you're an IT type worker, a professional type worker, what we'll call a knowledge worker. If you're allowed to come through the door, you're given that false hope that, oh, don't worry, don't worry, it's going to be fine. You're in America now and you're a computer programmer. All right. It's all good. Never mind the fact that you're living in a hotel. And by the way, they will do this. They will go to uh, apartment complexes and they will lease four or five different uh, units 
within these apartment complexes to the companies that bring them across and they will pack in 10 to 15 Indians in these apartments and they all have to pay something like 150 or $200 a week to the firm that is renting the apartment that skims them off the top and they live in the floor on mats writing code on their laptops or going into the, the firm they work for, whether it's Fox, whether it's Fox Studios, HCL, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, the Walt Disney Company, Avery Dennison, Morale Nathan, Adesh Desai. Yeah, I know who you are. All of these companies are hiring knowledge workers on the cheap with the promise that their lives will get better. And relative to India, where they're coming out of, their lives are getting better in India which is driving their inflation through the roof because they know the American dollars are coming back to the door. So I hope you Republicans have learned something. You are being undermined at every level and you need to act. You're about to lose everything. All of it, gone. Constitution, who needs that? Bill of Rights, what? what's that? It only exists as long as the Supreme Court is willing to uphold it. And when they pack the Supreme Court, it goes away. Do, do, do you not understand that? Did you not get that? Did you did you did that some, did somehow did that escape you that that without the Supreme Court you don't have a constitution. You have whatever the ruling party, in this case the Communist Democrat Party, wants to foist on you. There's no getting it back. There's no getting it back. Once it's gone, it's gone. I hope you've learned something from this program, Republicans. I hope you get it. Because the Democrats are laughing at you. So I'm going to leave the Democrats with this thought. I've said a lot tonight. It's been a long program. But you need to hear this. I want to leave you Democrats with something. They eat their own. You think the cancer culture is on your side? You think that the people in power like you? And Antifa, you and the black helmet with the backpack on and the and the, the, the bakalava on and you goggles and your first aid kit and your whatever and you're throwing a bottle at a policeman in Portland. Do you think Joe Biden likes you? <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> 